Hey everyone, welcome back to Who's There. If you're new here, thank you for joining us. And if you're a return listener, thank you for coming back. This is a podcast where I talk to a new horror fan every week because I hope to destigmatize what it means to be a horror movie fan because most of us are just regular people leading probably mostly boring lives who like the adrenaline rush of being scared for some reason. And we're here to delve into those reasons. So I hope everyone had an awesome Halloween weekend. I'm actually recording this on Halloween and I started my morning off watching the movie Rebecca on Netflix which is based on the novel and it's sort of more of a dark thriller than a horror movie but it's still pretty creepy. I used to work in theater and if you follow Broadway at all you know that the musical version of Rebecca was supposed to hit Broadway several times in the last decade but it was always somewhat cursed. The TLDR I'm really excited to be able to at least see the movie version and it was it was creepy. I would love to have seen this on Broadway, but it would have been difficult and expensive. I'm super excited because this week we have gothic horror and horror literature fan Chandler Hodgkin. I know Chandler from the Facebook community from the Horror Virgin, and she was delightful to speak to. We talked about haunted houses that she and her family members have lived in when her aunt came to visit her once from the other side, gateway horror of the 1990s, why the movie The Others is her all-time favorite horror movie, and the most traumatizing horror book she's read to date. I actually rewatched The Others last night on HBO Max, and I'm not sure I've watched it since I saw it in theaters in 2001, but even though I knew the twist, my heart was still pounding during the entire final sequence. You know what I'm talking about, but if you don't, you should definitely go watch it. Without further ado, let's get into this episode. Hey Chandler, how are you? I'm great, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for being here. Tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Oh, well, um, I was born in Sacramento and I've lived in the Sacramento area pretty much my whole life. The farthest I've gone is Chico, a little north of here, as far as living goes. Um, Been a horror fan, I would say, for most of my life. I've always enjoyed it as a kid. I was a big scaredy cat as a kid, (laughs) but um, as I got older and I started reading more Stephen King, I became more jaded. (laughs) But um, yeah, like the older I get, the more I really gravitate toward it. And I also, I'm an English major, and of course, that just gives me more excuse to read horror books and books in general. But uh, yeah, lifelong horror fan here. (laughs) So first things first, what's your favorite scary movie? Ooh, um, The Others. Did you ever see that one? I love that one. I think that one's great. Yeah. Yeah. Why is it your favorite? Um, it really touches a lot of the funny horror, funny bones, I guess you could say that I, I really love. Um, I love a Gothic story. I love old haunted houses that are really creepy, um, but also beautiful in a really disturbing way, which features that. And uh, I love a good character study, which I think the others is, um, strong acting, um, lots of great strong visuals and good, some good jump scares. Jump scares are used sparingly, but when they're there, whew, they're there. <laughs> um, yeah, it hits all the right spots for me. I think as far as a great horror movie goes, I pick up something new every time I watch it and that's just so rare. Yeah, I haven't watched it in a while, but maybe I'll have to rewatch it again soon to see if I pick anything new up. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit, you touched on this in your intro, but tell us a little bit about when you first fell in love with the horror genre and what exactly pulled you in. Ooh, um, well, I can't pinpoint the very first movie I saw, unfortunately, but um, I would say growing up in the 80s and the 90s, I was born in 89, so I largely grew up in the 90s. Um, that was a great time, I think, for gateway horror if that's the term gateway horror, because <laughs> um, you had like the Goosebumps books and the TV series, um, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, I don't know if you ever watched a show on the Disney Channel called So Weird. No, I never, I, I don't remember that one. Oh, it wasn't on that long, but it was really good. It was, 
focused a lot on sci-fi too but it was about this girl who traveled with her mom like her mom was a musician and she encountered like unusual activity or unusual spirits or people in each place and she recorded it and almost like a podcast if I to pinpoint it correctly she had like a video diary and she would talk about her experiences it was really good um cool is it on Disney plus do you know I think so I I looked a while ago I, I haven't watched it since I was a kid um that's one thing I haven't revisited since Disney plus released a lot of their vintage shows but I do believe it is on Disney plus um oh that's cool check that out yeah it's awesome um and of yeah. course there's like Tim Burton like Beetlejuice and Grew up loving the Batman movies, like his Batman movies, and <laughs> Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. And Clue. But I would say the movie that really pin, like started that or changed my life in a way was The Sixth Sense. Yeah. My mom and I went to see that in theaters, and I so vividly remember that. And I don't know if I can swear on the show. But yeah, it scared yeah the totally. Shit out of me. Okay, cool. It scared the shit out of me. <laughs> like, in a way, I don't think a, a horror movie had at that point. But I still loved it. And I don't want to give away the ending in case people like younger people haven't seen the movie but I remember my mom like gasping at the end and I didn't understand quite at the time what was happening but I just it was like somebody had doused her with cold water yeah. <laughs> like her shock um and just it's I think it's amazing that a horror movie can react or can cause that kind of reaction in people including myself um I would say the sixth sense was a huge turning point where I was like oh this is something I will enjoy forever <laughs> yeah it was definitely definitely a great movie with a great twist that I remember seeing in theaters as well. Um, so why do you think that people who seem perfectly sane love this genre? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I think in a way the horror genre is what keeps us sane. I think it allows us to explore a darker side of ourselves. It allows us to explore our fears in a safe environment where we don't have to venture far from our couch or the movie theater or one of those walkthrough haunted houses you see in Halloween. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it, it's a it's a release for us, and and if, I don't know if you noticed, but I think when a lot of us are afraid, we laugh afterwards. You know, it is so it, it does release some built up tension for us. So I I think it's a great outlet for people, even if you know people who aren't a fan might think it's weird. But I think once you um, watch more more horror movies or experience horror books or read more horror books, I think you realize that it's actually a great release valve for people who are have anxiety or possibly depression or who are scared about something you know yeah definitely um I think it's the adrenaline rush it's a way to get that mm -hmm. adrenaline rush without putting yourself at risk so definitely yeah mm -hmm. um so I know you said you love Stephen King do you have any favorite directors though Ooh. um no, I released two movies, but Ari Aster's really caught my attention. <laughs> oh, yeah, you like Hereditary and Midsommar? Oh, yeah, Hereditary. I, I have not been that disturbed by a movie in years. <laughs> it, I was relatively okay the first time I saw it in theaters with another fellow horror-loving uh, friend of mine. She and I went and saw it. Um, I remember holding my breath a lot, but I don't remember being that scared by it and then seeing it again and my house, my old creaky house, home alone, I slept with the lights on. <laughs> and that is not easy to do. I don't scare that easily. Um, Midsummer, I was disturbed, but not that scared, but I loved them both. I thought they both, they were so different, but so unsettling and oh, yeah. 
Yeah, um, I was talking with one of my friends about Ari Aster in another interview, and we were like, we we wonder what quarantine and lockdown will have done for Ari Aster's mind. What's gonna <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, because they are so different. Midsommar was not that scary, besides the guy who committed suicide. Sorry, spoiler. Um, but, I mean, it's just more disturbing because they're being manipulated, sort of. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it's weird. I haven't gone back to watch Midsommar. I should watch the director's cut, but I just haven't been able to make myself sit down to do that yet. Yeah, I hear you. It, I specifically waited to rewatch Midsommar in the daylight. I was wondering if that was going to be a different experience. It, it wasn't really, but it, I don't know. I, I recommend watching in the daylight because I saw it in theaters at like 10 o'clock at night or something. But um. Yeah, I picked up more than I did the first time around. I haven't watched the director's cut yet, though. That'll probably be my next step. <laughs> okay, that's good to know. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll watch it while it's daylight out. Um, so you were telling me before we started recording that you have a spooky story to tell having to do with your aunt's spirit. Can you tell us about that? Oh, yes. Um, my aunt died in 2001 of breast cancer. Um, I was about 12 years old. I don't know if you've been around somebody who's been actively dying, but there's a very distinct smell about them. I can't even pinpoint it. It's it's very pungent and it doesn't smell great. It's It just hovers over them. And I, I smelled that about her for her last weeks or months. Um, then a month or so after she finally passed, um, my mom and I were living in a little two-story condo at the time. And she and I were spending like a Sunday afternoon just doing some cleaning, sprucing up around the place. And um, at the time my mom was in front of me going up the stairs, I was behind her and she was going into my room and my doorway like faced the stairs so I could see her going into my room. I saw her go in and then she stopped. And then she goes, Chandler, come in here. I'm like, okay. So I come up and I go in and she doesn't even have to say anything, but I can smell like that smell that my aunt had. My aunt had never been in that house there was no clothes, no possessions of her, like, in my room. There's no reason for my room to smell that way. And, like, my mom and I just looked at each other, like, wait, what? Is that, is that my, is that my aunt? Is that my Auntie Desi? We, we called her Desi. Yeah, it was just, it was chilling. It was so distinct, and there was no reason my room should have smelled that way. And it was just my room. It was not, not, not in the hallway, not in the other part of the house. And it, it lingered for a little bit, and it eventually faded, but it was just, we couldn't explain it. Um, my mom said she smelt it off and on since then. I haven't since. Yeah, that was, it was just the most bizarre thing. <laughs> oh, that's so creepy. If you had been in a horror movie, your next step would have been to buy a Ouija board, I think. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> did you sleep in your room that night? I did. I, I wasn't scared at all by it. Um, but I think it was a comfort. I was, we were, I think my mom and I were both comforted by it. We were just like, oh, okay, maybe she's just here checking up on us. Um, yeah, not not scared at all. I if maybe if it had been somebody else or <laughs> maybe if we had actually seen something, I might be scared. But not at all. I was. It actually brought a lot of comfort to me. Oh, that's nice. I'm glad you weren't scared by it. Thank you. <laughs> um. So you also mentioned that the house you grew up in in high school was haunted. Possibly. Um. The only thing that I really saw. Um. Shortly before we moved, we had to put our dog down. Um. At our old house. And at one point in our that new house that we moved into not too long ago, I saw I thought I saw like a black dog like shape like run out of the corner of my eye, and our 
dog was a like medium-sized black dog so I was like oh is that Odie um but I don't know after I moved out my parents started to experience some weird things my mom thought she heard somebody coming down the stairs and like stop at the landing and she thought it was my dad like coming down the stairs in the morning but nobody came in like the kitchen or anything and he oh, was so creepy <laughs> yeah the weirdest one was um they came back from dinner one night like pulled in the garage shut the garage door went upstairs went to sleep they come back down my dad goes out to the garage i think to leave for work in the morning and he comes back up and he goes oh my god like what happened last night all the car windows were like rolled down <laughs> yeah and they looked at each other and they're like what in the world they looked around no there was no sign of somebody breaking in like no nothing was taken oh, but wow. yeah like they didn't hear anybody turn on the cars it was they're like well that was weird just like all the windows on the cars were rolled down oh that's so creepy yeah <laughs> wow. and um they did they did find out that maybe one of the they bought it from a married couple an older married couple and that one of the moms of the couple had passed away in that house. So we thought, oh, is it, is it her? You know? <laughs> um, and then you also said that your grandfather's house was haunted. Yes, that, that was sold before I was even born, years before, unfortunately. Um, but that, I've been told that was supposedly a old-fashioned haunted house. He grew up in a really big mansion in Pasadena. He was born into a wealthy family. Um, they like, multiple levels multiple stories um i don't think anybody actually saw spirit but clocks would stop randomly doors would open and close um bathtubs would start and the water would start running um random footsteps throughout multiple areas of the house where there was nobody else um yeah they couldn't pinpoint who it might have been um they didn't sense anything evil or bad it was just lots of signs that they were definitely living with a ghost <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's so creepy. I never know how anyone can continue living in a house once, like, that stuff has started to happen. Because mm -hmm. I, if something falls over that I'm not near in my apartment, I'm like, I'm going to burn this place down. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. If my house had been haunted growing up, I would never have slept. You haven't experienced anything? I haven't. Knock on wood. This desk is not wood. It's from Ikea, but... Uh, <laughs> Knock on wood. No, I haven't. I've staged a couple of times, which I've heard is both good and bad. I don't have a Ouija board. I think I had one growing up that I played with, but I like I don't have it here. Um, and I do have tarot cards, but I've also mm -hmm. never used those in here. So I hope not. But my building is 100 years old. So I think there has oh. to be some sort of ghosts in some of the apartments. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, but I haven't heard of anything. So I don't know. There, there used to be a lot of um, Holocaust survivors that lived in the building. Oh, wow. No longer around. Wow. Uh, there have been a lot of interesting people that my, my older neighbors who've been in the building for a lot longer than I have, have told me about. Um, you said you read a lot of horror books. So what are, you, what are you reading this month? And what would you recommend to listeners to read if they want to scare themselves? Ooh. Um, right now, I'm reading... A book it's more of a thriller it's called the woman in our house by andrew hart it's one of those like suspicious creepy manny stories um it's good so far I, it's so far that he's done interesting things with the with that type of story or that type of trope um like 100 pages in but so far so good i i, I recommend that one <laughs> 
think as far as like, if somebody wants to read like a really disturbing book, uh, one I read earlier this year, it was called Hex. I don't know if I can pronounce his name. It's his, the author is Thomas Old Holvelt, something like that. Um, he's from one of the Nordic countries. And ironically, like English is not even his first language. <laughs> um, and he rewrote a part of the ending too for um, English speakers. Um, it's so disturbing. <laughs> Um, it's about a witch who curses um, this little town. Like nobody can leave this town, um, otherwise they'll feel compelled to commit suicide. Oh, they wow. yeah. And she, her eyes and her mouth are stitched up, and you can't cut the strings, otherwise you'll be compelled to kill yourself. Yeah, it's so intense, and it basically starts with like these little, this like group of teenagers who are you know young and full of ideas. And oh, I remember those days. <laughs> um, they think, oh, we can break the curse, we can change things, and Oh boy. Yeah, it is. I had to lay down after I finished that book. I was like, I, I can't be, I don't have the energy for anything right now. I had to lay down and take a nap. That it is terrifying. Yeah, it's upset. It's upsetting, but it's amazing. Like I, it's not too often a horror book makes me feel that way, but I recommend it. It was called Hex. Hex. Yep. H-E-X. Um, if you like thriller books, kind of, I would also um, recommend the book A Stranger in the House. Have you read that? I haven't, no. No, it's it's not scary, but it's just a wife gets back to her family and mm -hmm. like things are just off with her. So it's kind of a thriller, like trying to figure out like where she was when she disappeared before she got back to the house. I hope I'm remembering the plot right. It is definitely a thriller. I'm trying to that sounds vaguely familiar. Was the author um Shar like Shari or Sherry something? Yeah, Sherry Lapina, I think. Oh yeah, that's right. I think I have. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, but you know. Um, that was a good one. I agree. Yeah. Um, did, did you, have you ever read any of Shirley Jackson's books? Yes, I've read um, The Haunting of Hill House, and that's the only one I've read. I would like to read more of hers, but I, I read The Haunting of Hill House and loved it. Um, How wow. different is it from the show? It captures a lot of, like, a lot of the main characters are there, but a lot of the relationships are different. Like, Net, like her per Nell's personality is very much the same, um, very fragile, um, a little anxious, maybe not completely sound of mind. Um, mm -hmm. And Theo was a friend of hers. And Theo, it, and it was actually hinted that he, Theo might have been gay or bisexual and might have been interested in Nell. Yeah, Luke was another person who wasn't a drug addict. He was just kind of young and cocky. And they were all just strangers in this house, essentially. They weren't related at all. <laughs> there was no Shirley or Stephen. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, so that sounds um, more aligned with the movie The Haunting. Did you ever see that? I did, yes. <laughs> so that, they were all just strangers at that house for, like, a sleep experiment or something, I suppose. Yeah. I do, I like that movie. I know, I know it gets a lot of flack, but I remember seeing it in theaters. And it's Lily Taylor, who is now famous for The Conjuring. Plus, probably a lot of other movies that I'm not familiar with. Oh, I enjoy it too. It's 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 great. I I, I remember being scared by it, but as a kid, and I still enjoy it. It's so much fun. Yeah, no, I really <laughs> like it. Um, I think it's on Netflix right now or or Amazon oh. Prime. Um, did you ever see the other adaptation of The Haunting of Hill House, uh, The House on Haunted Hill? Was that that one? I know there was another one called The Haunting, like just The Haunting. That that's the one that was with. Catherine Zeta-Jones and Lily Taylor. Right. I think it was also called The Haunting. It was like from the 60s. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, this one is from like the same time period as um as The Haunt, as the 1999 Haunting. Oh, that one. Yeah. Um, I've seen parts of it. Uh, have you seen all of it? 
I have, I have seen all of it. It's like, it kind of reminds me of something that Rob Zombie would have directed because it's like very <laughs> in your face. Wait, hold on. I want to see if he did direct it because I know I saw like maybe 20 minutes of, of it years ago and I remember being creeped out by it. <laughs> yeah, it's very creepy. Now it was directed by somebody named uh, William Malone, who I have never heard of again. So. so there are so many adaptations. Did you see The Turning when it came out last year? No, but I've heard things. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I remember I was in theater with maybe like seven other people and when it ended, we're all like, that's it. Like it just, it didn't end. It was really, it was a weird adaptation. I should, I should read the the book to see what they were trying to get at, but I'm excited to see what uh, The Haunting of Bly Manor does with it. Cause I'm yeah. sure. That was, that's basically what I've heard about the turning is that it's actually good up until the ending and then it ruins it. That's there's thing. no ending. So. Oh, shoot. Oh, okay. I see it streaming, but I see it, like, every time I've seen it streaming, it's, like, costs money, and I'm like, hmm, maybe I should wait till it's free. <laughs> yeah, definitely wait until it's free. What is your opinion on why horror fans are handling lockdown better than non-horror fans? Hmm. Um. And has that been your experience? I don't know how lockdown has been for you. Oh, um, I'd say overall okay. There, there was a couple of months in there that I was feeling a little sad, um, or that was around the summertime, and it wasn't just because of quarantine. It was just like some other stuff going on at work that, combined with that, and the feeling of oh, quarantine's never going to end. I was just yeah. felt a little low, and but um, I'm feeling better now. Overall, I I think I've been handling it okay. Um, I think horror fans in general have been handling it better than most, is maybe because we're maybe not more patient, but I think because we're so used to seeing, you know, what's the worst that can happen and the worst happens in like every single movie. <laughs> so I think like this in comparison to what we've seen in like a fictional setting, we're like, oh, not bad, you know? <laughs> and when I think of apocalypse, I think like a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, this is the apocalypse. It's not so bad. I can lay around in my PJs all day. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, pretty easy compared to some of the stuff we've watched. <laughs> exactly. How do you decide what you want to watch if you ever just like sit down and you're like, I want to watch a horror movie today or tonight? Um, I came up with a system not that long ago because I was just getting so overwhelmed by so many options that I was like, okay, I'll just go and order of streaming services. I'll alternate. Like I'll think, okay, I watched a horror movie on Netflix last night. Tonight I'll watch one on Shudder and just like go to Shudder and stick with it, you know, and just pick a movie from there. That actually helps a lot. I, I try not to deviate like off of that streaming service, but it forces me to pick something rather than, you know, sitting on the couch for an hour, still not sure what to watch. <laughs> What's the best thing you've watched re recently on Shutter? Ooh, Host. Yes, definitely. Host was so good. <laughs> it was. Oh, that was like my palms were sweating by the end of it. <laughs> yeah. And it's so simple. Have you ever had any noteworthy experiences seeing a movie in theaters, a horror movie in theaters? Hmm. I would say, I don't know if it's noteworthy, but I, I saw both Hereditary and Midsummer in theaters and I had a great audience with both. I feel like that could be such a hard experience watching Ari Aster in theaters with a bad audience, you know, if they laugh at the wrong moments or they're loud and not paying attention, but I had a great audience with both movies. I got really lucky. People reacted. They laughed at the right moments and they were shocked at the right moments and people were quiet. I, I got lucky with that. I like going to see horror movies alone. I don't know if that's weird or crazy, probably crazy. <laughs> um, and I like going at like random times during the weekdays if I can, um, when I've had jobs where I can like work half a day, like going at lunchtime to see a movie. 
yeah. a horror movie and there's like nobody in theaters and I think the people that are there they like horror movies and they're just there for the quiet I always like that um, like I saw Get Out with like maybe 10 other people in the theater so that was pretty great <laughs> yeah oh, that's awesome I saw Get Out in a packed theater which was awesome as well yeah um are movie theaters open where you are? They're slowly opening. Um, I think yeah, do, you, do you think you're going to go back anytime soon? Well, I actually, ha- I went back about a month ago um, in a neighboring county. I'll, have you ever heard of Studio Movie Girl? No, I haven't. It's a chain. Um, where are you based out of again? New York City. New York City. And they might have some in New York City. I know at least on the western part of the U.S., it's uh, a chain here. They have some in Texas and stuff. Um, but it's basically one of those theater chains where you can go and you can like order food and they bring dinner to you and okay. the waiters come and they talk quietly and they take your order and all that. That's open. They, the one in the neighboring county just opened up and my friend and I went and saw Tenet. Um, yeah. And yeah. It was confusing, but it was good to see on the big screen. It was good to be back in the movies. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Uh, was everyone wearing a mask? when they weren't eating? I couldn't tell. People, people were social distancing. Like there was always like a few seats between everybody. I, yeah, it's tough to tell once the lights went down. I don't know if they were or not. Everybody was wearing their masks, like walking around before. And when they sat down, I think they only took off, took them off to eat and maybe watch the movie. Yeah. Social distancing. All the waiters were wearing masks. I think the biggest complaint was like service was slow. (laughs) I think they were rusty. (laughs) What was the last horror movie that you saw in theaters? The Invisible Man. Oh, cool. I didn't get to see that. Um, Um, before theater shut down but I watched it on demand and I really liked it yeah I like that one too I recently rewatched it on HBO and just as good as I remembered it (laughs) such a good such a good remake and reimagining for like current times yeah definitely it's not too often that happens but that was a great one um so what movie are you most upset that has been uh postponed because of COVID horror movie specifically right Question. Um, seems like there are a lot of good ones. Um, I remember Quiet Place too. I think that got postponed like the week it was supposed to come out. Oh, yeah. that was rough. I don't think yeah. that's a necessary sequel, but I was still curious. <laughs> yeah, they, they. I think they were like the first movie to be like, okay, we're not coming out yet. Oh, what? I think it's called Saint Maud. Did you ever see a trailer for that? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I've been seeing people talk about that uh, online. I think. I think the director of host has been tweeting about it i think he saw it so and he said it was amazing so i don't know if it's going to be do you know if it's going to be on demand or anything here i haven't seen anything it it seems like a few theaters maybe have it open it's definitely not open around here it's it's, while there might be some theaters open here it's pretty slim pickings as far as movie goes remember the trailer looked really creepy and intense and vague and i'm all about that (laughs) yeah it's another a24 movie so Hmm. This BBC article says how horror film St. Maud taps into loneliness, which is definitely appropriate for COVID times. I'll say. (laughs) Are there any horror movies that you love that people generally don't like? Question. I generally find something to like about a lot of horror movies, even the bad ones. I think I can count on one hand the number of horror movies that I regretted watching or just didn't like. Um, Which ones? I didn't like Rob Zombie's remake of Halloween. Okay, why? I just, I'm not even that big of a Halloween fan, and yet it generated a big reaction out of me. I haven't seen it in years. Maybe I would be more forgiving of it, but I just, I thought it was unnecessarily violent, and I'm not even that offended by violence. I think I'm just used to it, but I don't know. I just was like, this isn't needed. Why is this this way? And I remember there's like this rape scene in the 
asylum or hospital Michael's in. I was like, why is this here? <laughs> um, so yeah, I just, I rolled my eyes throughout the entire thing. And oh God, did you, have you ever heard of Terrifier or seen it? I haven't, I think I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. I respect it for going all the way, <laughs> for taking it an extra 500 miles <laughs> and going places where most horror movies don't dare to go. So I do respect that, but it's repulsive. I was hating it <laughs> so Why much. Why is it repulsive? It's disgusting and it's just, oh God, it's, I don't, I, without spoiling it, um, I almost turned it off three separate times and I was just like, nope, I'm not going to let this movie break me. <laughs> it's, it's uh, so, I can't pinpoint, I don't know. I think it's so disturbing because it is partially well acted. The guy that plays the clown does it so well. And he, I think he almost makes it look too real. God, yeah, I can't pinpoint that. Pinpoint that one without giving spoilers. Um, but it's, oof, yeah. Oof, yeah, chilling. I, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with that one. <laughs> All right, well, I'll have to look at the Wikipedia page because I don't think I'll be watching it. Um, yeah. I don't like excessive gore. The movie that a bunch of my friends have said that they never need to see and they watch almost everything is Cannibal Holocaust. Have you seen that? I haven't, no. no. Well, that might be another one if you want to make yourself sit through it. <laughs> a challenge for myself. Yeah. And I've also heard, have you ever seen Martyrs? No, but I've heard that one's really intense too. Have you? I haven't, but it's like another one that my friends are always like, I don't need to see that. So. Oh, okay. Good to know. All right. <laughs> Do you have any phobias? Dolls, clowns? I'm not a fan of the dark. <laughs> okay. I sleep with a nightlight. I know I'm 31 years old and I sleep with a nightlight. I admit it. <laughs> um, I'm not a big fan of bugs. I can handle them okay. I think if you were to be like, hey Chandler, I'll pay you a hundred bucks to hold the spider. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with clowns. I'm fine with dolls. Like, I, I'm not thrilled about them, but I'm fine being in a room with them or like being in a haunted, like a haunted house with them, you know, the Halloween ones. Yeah, I would say probably the, the dark. Oh, and I don't like needles. <laughs> the dark needles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I leave, I don't particularly like the dark. I don't know if I would say I'm afraid of it, but I just don't like walking into a dark room. Um, I usually leave a light on in my living room for my cats. I don't think they like the dark either. Yeah. Um, last night, my friend slept over on my couch, and I saw all the lights were off, and I, like, walked in at one point to, like, go into the kitchen, and I was like, it's really dark in here. I don't like this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, have you ever, this is related, have you ever seen Black Swan? Yes. Oh God, like this, I think one of the scenes that really got me in that one was when she goes in the kitchen and she washes her hands, she turns off the light, you hear, sweet girl, and she turns it on, she sees like, I don't know if it was Winona Ryder, whoever it was in the kitchen, just like standing in the doorway. Oh, like, I, I do not remember that part. I don't, I think I saw it once in theaters and I haven't watched, watched it since, so I'll have to rewatch it for that part. Oh yeah, it's, that movie in general is pretty creepy, but that scene in general, I was just like, oh, that's like that's my nightmare it's just like hearing something in the dark and turning it on and there's just something there oh yeah um i think isn't there a similar a similar thing that happens in the movie host where she's taking the polaroid pictures and they keep it keeps getting closer or something yeah um i just watched um last night i just watched don't breathe did you see that I love that one. That's another one I saw in theaters with like five other people. And oh, yeah, so disturbing. It's so good, but like so disturbing. Yeah. But when they're in the dark, I want to know if they actually filmed it in the dark, like when they're in the basement and he turns the lights out and you just see them on like the night cameras. 
and their pupils are black and yeah I read something. I'm trying to remember if maybe they were filming in the dark. I did read some like behind the scenes stuff about that. Um, I think they might have partially filmed it in the dark at least. But yeah, I can't imagine being an actor and trying to film in like a dark space like that. And you're probably not entirely familiar where everything is. <laughs> you want to yeah. run into the camera. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking of the part where the guy is walking around in the basement in the dark and like he almost grabs her or like walks mm-hmm. into her. Oh, so creepy. Yeah. If you could remake one horror movie, which one would it be? Oh, I would say, have you ever seen or heard of Darkness Falls? I've heard of it. I haven't seen it though. That was the one I watched the, for the first time during quarantine. It's on, where is it? Is it on Stars or HBO? One of those. Um, I remember hearing about it as a kid and it actually starts out pretty good. It's It has a creepy opening scene and then just, it turns into like, predictable generic horror movie but based off that opening scene it's like oh there could be something there it's pretty creepy it's based off of like the tooth fairy lore potential there i think for a good remake oh cool i'll have to check that out um and your favorite musical is the phantom of the opera the poster (laughs) behind your head is that also because it's based on basically a horror story that's partially it (laughs) i think in general i gravitate towards love stories that are tragic (laughs) or sad Um, patrick wilson is in the movie so that's always a good thing yeah future like king of horror (laughs) okay my last question is if you had to spend quarantine with one horror villain who would it be i know a lot of people have been saying hannibal lecter but that is a good choice it's like he can cook Probably wouldn't ask too many questions about where he got that steak. <laughs> and he's intelligent. He could have a good conversation. But let's see, who would be a good alternative? Um, who could it be? I would say, I actually did have a backup answer and I'm totally blanking. <laughs> I would say maybe what I want to have, like, not quarantine with the family from Hereditary, but just to, like, maybe have dinner with them just to see, like, what it would be like. <laughs> how awkward would it be? How terrible could it be? Yeah, that would make you appreciate your own family. More. <laughs> right? (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, It was really great to get to talk to you and learn why you love this genre. Where can everyone find you on the internet? Um, Well, I actually started a bookstagram. If for those of you who don't know what it is, it is as nerdy as it sounds. (laughs) It's an Instagram account like devoted specifically for books. Um, And there's a ton of them on Instagram if you really look. Mine in general is specifically geared towards like horror, thrillers, mysteries. My handle is Happy Haunt Library. Um, oh, that's so cute. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, partially inspired off of the Haunted Mansion lyrics. <laughs> hey, so if you, anybody's interested or if you're interested, like check it out. Uh, I would appreciate the follow. <laughs> Get some cool, find out some cool horror books. I've actually gotten some of my friends on some of the books I posted. I'm pretty proud of that. Oh, cool. What was the most recent one that you posted? Oh my gosh. I think it was, oh yeah, it was the scary stories to tell in the dark, like the whole collection. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, my friend who knows me well, got that for my birthday earlier this year, like right before quarantine shut like happened, you know? Um, so that was his birthday gift to me. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I, I have those books too on my shelf. I love those. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. We'll see you soon. Thank you. I appreciate it. 
that's it for this week's episode of who's there i hope you enjoyed my conversation with chandler and thanks again to chandler for coming on you can find a link to her bookstagram in the show notes if you want to follow her and discover some creepy new reads do you have any favorite scary books let us know on twitter i want to point out that i said that the 1999 version of the haunting is on amazon and it's actually on hbo max and i also mistakenly attributed the source material for the house on haunted hill to shirley jackson and that is also incorrect As always, we'd really appreciate it if you could take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to our feed wherever you listen to us. Thank you to everyone who's already left us a review. We really appreciate it, and it really helps people find us. You can follow us on Twitter at Who's There Pod or on Instagram at Who's There Podcast, or you can feel free to shoot us an email at thewhosetherepod at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, concerns, horror movie recommendations, or you'd like to be a guest. Until next time, stay scary and wear a mask.